0: We've personally seen a lot of people get to retirement with a lot of traditional IRA money. Lots of times it comes from just making 401k contributions and rolling it into an IRA. And what a lot of those people struggle with is the fact that they feel like they have all this money, but they're under constant stress when it comes to distributing that money because of the tax liability that follows with it. Over 56% of Americans don't feel like they're on track to retire comfortably. And it's no surprise, retiring with confidence is not as simple as it used to be. That's why each week we talk about the many challenges of modern retirement and share some of the best strategies for overcoming each and every one.
1: So that you can make sure you're putting your hard-earned savings towards the retirement of your dreams. I'm Brandon. And I'm Brantley. Welcome to Retire With Confidence. For more, be sure to visit retirewithconfidencenow.com. So, you ready to talk about Roth IRAs? I'm ready to talk about Roth IRA conversions. Ooh, even better. It's a titillating episode.
0: It's a fun okay. subject for a lot of financial advisors to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, not as much fun to figure it out, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we have come today with uh, a list of uh, five... Roth conversion tips for everybody mm. out there to capitalize on as we get to the end of the year. As we approach the end of 2023
1: and into 2024, we have no idea when you'll see this video, but <laughs> at least for a little while, it will be completely <laughs> relevant.
0: That's why we put 2023, 2024
1: <laughs> in there because oh, well, we got to sure. cover, yeah. got to cover the basis. I don't yeah. know. You may not find this until February. So, tip number one: coordinate your deductions and credits. All right. Tip number two. No, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll go into a little more detail. Yeah, we probably should. Do what that? do you mean by that, Brandon? Yeah. I should so, be a good co-host and stop being so sarcastic. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's gotten us far for, <laughs> for 10 years. A lot of people get into this mindset that a conversion is kind of an all or nothing endeavor. A Roth conversion. Yes. Yes. A okay. Roth conversion. So if
1: <laughs> we use those words today, we really have to be careful.
0: If you've got $500,000 in a traditional IRA and you want to do a Roth conversion, there's a lot of people who just assume, well, I'm going to have to convert $500,000 of my IRA to a Roth. And you don't have to go about it that way. Right. You can absolutely break it up into multiple conversions. And a a prudent approach here would be, hey, I have a certain number of deductions. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps there's credits that I have uh, at my disposal. Um, These could be things like, I bought a car at a certain weight and mm. I'm going to do depreciation on that, which will help lower my overall tax liability. Uh,
1: you own a business first.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: You own a business. You have a legitimate reason to have a business vehicle. You buy a business vehicle. If it's over a certain weight limit, you can claim a higher deduction, et cetera, yep. et cetera. We're not going to get into all that. But you can look at how those deductions can offset doing a conversion, Right. Correct. Correct. You can do that. Before we get a, get a little bit further down the road, let's talk about generally Roth conversions and why people do them, why it's become such a big thing.
0: Let's just talk about that in general. So do you want to pay taxes on the harvest or on the seed? Oh, friend? there you go. We've been doing this way too long. It's a, a deep pull, sir. Yeah. So traditional IRA, you take a deduction from the contribution that you make. Yes. And... The growth of the asset is tax deferred. Mm -hmm. When you distribute money from the IRA, you will pay ordinary income taxes on the distribution.
1: Right. So let's say you're 65 and you've got a $500,000 IRA and you want to take $50,000 out. Mm -hmm. Then that $50,000 is included in your taxable income for that year. Yes, it is. So
0: So you will pay taxes on that. Um, It is counted as part of modified adjusted gross income. So it could impact taxability for Social Security income. Right. Um, there's, there is tax liability on money that comes out of an IRA, traditional right. IRA.
1: Now you can, you can take deductions. Or, or a traditional IRA or a rollover IRA. Yes. If it's coming from a, if you, if you had a 401k, you left that job, you, you rolled it over to an IRA and assuming it was a pre-tax. We're, we're, we've got, we got all these caveats now because we yeah. keep adding the, the powers that be keep adding things. So, um you you roll over your 401k to an IRA, it's treated the same way as the deductible, as Brandon would call it, IRA, because it's technically money that was deductible from your pay. Um, so you still owe taxes on it. You've never paid taxes on
0: that money. And mm-hmm. now you get
1: to pay taxes on the harvest.
0: Yes, yes. Which is probably a bigger number. Hopefully it is. Otherwise, well, the whole IRA was a waste of time. But, right. But um, yeah, so alternatively to that, With a Roth IRA, you do not get a deduction for the contribution. Correct. But the growth inside the IRA is, again, tax deferred. Mm -hmm. And if you reach the appropriate age, 59 and a half, you can take distributions out of the Roth IRA completely tax liability free, income tax liability free. So that allows you to grow, hopefully a substantial pot of money through the appreciation of the assets that you own. Mm-hmm. And then you take income. So in your earlier example, you got $500,000 of hard asset in the IRA. You mm-hmm. want to take $50,000 out. All $50,000 is tax free to you. Right. You right. will not owe any income taxes on that. And again, I mentioned modified adjusted gross income. It does not impact that. So it has no bear, no impact on the taxability of your social security income. So right. strategically, if all of your income that you are distributing from an IRA is Roth IRA, and let's say you've got $25,000 of Social Security income, mm-hmm. so you've actually got $75,000 of income, Right. the Roth money is not taxable, and it doesn't impact the, the, the taxability calculation for Social Security. And the right. only income that you have from Social Security is $25,000. So right. that means the overall taxability of Social Security income will be very low to zero. So you yep. may be able to generate about $75,000 of income without any federal income tax liability.
1: Right. Because you have such a substantial portion of that coming from the Roth. So the process of taking the money from the traditional IRA or rollover IRA and moving it to a Roth IRA is strategic and can have some can and will have tax consequences.
0: Yes. Yes. So if you have money in a traditional IRA and you want to convert it to a Roth, you're going to have to acknowledge, you're going to have to, to, to recognize the income that is created from that conversion. Right. So if you have $500,000 in IRA money mm-hmm. and you decide to convert $100,000, mm-hmm. you are going to now add $100,000 of ordinary income to your taxable year's income. In the year you do the conversion. Okay. So if it's 2023 and you earn $100,000 a year and you convert $100,000 from your traditional IRA to Roth IRA money, you're now going to have a $200,000 income to report when you file your taxes for 2023.
1: Right. Now, it's important to say we're talking about ordinary income taxes, not the 10% penalty tax. So you don't get charged a penalty tax to do a conversion if you're, say you're, 45 instead Mm -hmm. of 59 and a half, but you will pay the ordinary income tax. I just wanted to be clear because I know some people get really confused about what tax is what. Correct.
0: So uh, (laughs) that was a little bit of a sidestep in our our list of of tips, but worth it nonetheless. So tip one was to to look at the fact that you may have various deductions and or credits that you can use to offset that income liability that we just walked through. Yeah. So, I mentioned buying a car if you're a business owner. This could also be something like you've decided to buy and install solar panels or some other form of, of home efficiency that has a, a federal tax credit or deduction right. uh, tied to it. Um, you may... Credits, maybe a- credits are always more valuable than deductions, but <laughs> yeah. Um, perhaps you're in a position where children are about to become adults and right. so you're going to lose what you were able to deduct from your income uh, right. or tax liability by virtue of having those kids Maybe a better time to convert now versus waiting a year when they they've reached legal mm-hmm. majority and now right. you don't claim them on your taxes. Right. So these are all things to be thinking about when it comes to. Roth convert or not Roth convert.
1: You can be and should be very strategic about the amount of money you convert. It doesn't have to be a straight line. It doesn't have to be the same amount every year.
0: So tip two, consider near-term volatility consideration. That consider, sounds fancy. Consider consideration. That that was, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to get into the world of trying to time the market because that's a fool's errand. But we, we certainly have moments when, the market has moved in a certain direction mm-hmm. and this may or may not be a more opportune time to make a conversion. Um, for example, earlier this year, back in September, we saw a pretty dramatic decline in stock market prices. When you convert, you have the ability to, to basically take the shares you own and turn them from traditional IRA money to Roth money. Okay. So mm-hmm. if we have a correction that goes on, you've lost value in, in the market, this may be a great time to convert because you're not going to lose ultimately the shares that you own. You've just made it worth, or the market has made it worth less than it was before. Right. So you have an opportunity to move that value to Roth, recognize what would normally be a lower income tax liability than where it was before right. the correction took place and benefit from the, the rally back after things settle out.
1: Right. And now you've got it in a non-taxable world. So mm-hmm. you've you've sort of increased the value twice. Yep. Um, um, in that scenario.
0: You know, to, to to give people somewhat clearer examples um from from this year, uh, let's say you've got a pretty concentrated position at something like utilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because you you like the dividends that utilities pay. Right. Uh, been a bad year for utilities. And mm-hmm. the, the reason for that has been... Been a bad year for bonds. <laughs> <laughs> reason for that is interest rates being what they are. A lot of people moved out of... Utilities and into things like treasuries because right. they, the yield was similar, but the the risk of losing value was far less in the treasury than, than utilities would be. Right. So utilities took a bit of a bath throughout a large portion of this year. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a position comprised of utilities in your portfolio, maybe a great time to decide, hey, we're going to move that to the Roth.
1: Right, right. Because it's, please- it's
0: been beaten down.
1: Yeah, we should add. Please don't take any of this as individualized advice. We're just yes. speaking generally about a sector because we know what happened this year.
0: We are here to spark the inspiration, not give you the
1: ultimate execution idea. Yeah, n- definitely not. And this isn't a exhaustive list. I mean, these are just sort of the low hanging fruit that most people have access to. So, tip number three: think about where your income is going. I know where mine's going, but anyway, yeah, that's a <laughs> different topic,
0: different show. If- if you work in an industry where your income is volatile, right. Or variable, better word. You (laughs) or both. (laughs) The the awkward pause for me was waiting for the joke. Uh, So we have firsthand experience with this. (laughs) uh, Maybe you qualified for a bonus that you really don't think you're going to qualify for next year. Right. Probably not a good time to convert. Right. Maybe you had a bad year. Maybe, you know, some, some things that, that, that were looking good fell apart and your income went down. If that's yeah. the case, maybe a great time to make a Roth conversion,
1: or or a larger maybe, one than you anticipated. Because these are yep. again, these calculations you can you can figure this out pretty closely as to what your tax liability is going to be if you've been tracking everything and you know you have a reasonable accounting system set up um, mm-hmm. and a and a decent tax advisor. You can yep. you can know before you get to the end of the year. Kind of how to slice this up to maximize the advantage for you going forward.
0: The other other piece here is maybe, you know, you've qualified for some sort of bonus, but you're not going to get paid until the first quarter of the following year.
1: Yeah, that that's a lot of people. And very common.
0: You've you want to make a conversion, but you're worried about how you're going to pay the tax liability on the conversion. Right. Because the worst advice we could ever give you is make the conversion and withdraw more money from your IRA to pay the, the tax liability. That's right. That's a cascading field of horror. You're just camp- compounding your problem. Yep. Yeah. What you really want to do is you want to make the conversion and have the money set aside somewhere outside of IRA money to pay the tax liability that's going to come due by virtue of the conversion. Yes. So if you're sitting in a position where you know this bonus is coming in and it's not money that you need to live, this may be a great opportunity to raise the funds, so to speak, to pay for the conversion or pay for the additional conversion. So you make the conversion with the intention of using all or a majority of the bonus money to pay the taxes due on the conversion. I know that does not sound fun at all for most people when it comes to bonus money and what they might do with it. But from a long-term strategic point of view of uh, retirement income that is – Going to be, shall we say, less problematic to figure out because non-taxable money is just easier money it's to, to way generate. Easy to figure out, yeah. So yes, this is this is pulling all the instant gratification that could ever exist out of a bonus. Mm-hmm. Understood, um, but a, a worthwhile pursuit for some people.
1: Not as much fun as a swimming pool. Not at all. It is what it is. I just I watched appreciate- Christmas Vacation.
0: Timely reference. Well. At that point, you got to hope the bonus is a bonus and not a fruit of the month club uh, subscription <laughs> so. Jelly of the month, sir. Jelly, sorry, jelly of the month. <laughs> jelly of the month. Uh, All right. So number four, you should probably hold off on your conversions until near the end of the year. And the the reason for this is a lot of the stuff we've already built up to this point. So in January, February, you really probably don't know where your income's going to fall by December. If you start making conversions very early in the year, you're backing yourself into a little bit of a corner with respect to what you will have to face by the time all of your the, the rest of your income shakes out for the year. Right. Now, if you happen to work a job with a very stable salary and there's very little chance it's going to change yeah. over the next 12 months. Right. Okay. Fine, mm-hmm. a conversion earlier in the year could make sense, and we mentioned you know look at things like market opportunities. If there's a correction that happens in January and now your assets are worth considerably less, mm. you may not have another opportunity later in the year to to basically convert at a discount. Right. But you you're you're probably going to want to wait out a majority of the year to have a better handle on where your income is going to fall for the year before making a conversion.
1: Right. That way you can really dial in what the tax liability will or won't be by that, by that time.
0: Yeah. For, for certain, certain professions or certain situations, you may have more control over your income. There are the options for certain small business owners to decide, well, we're going to, we're going to push certain income off for the rest of the year. Sure. We're, we're going to turn away certain work for the rest of the year.
1: Or we're going to make expenditures. Yep. In advance of when yep. we we might need to.
0: If you if you have a job working in a just sort of static salary, you probably don't have the option to decide. Come November, hey, I'm just going to not show up to work for the rest of the year because I made a conversion in January and <laughs> I just I don't need the income. Right. Um, that's probably hey, boss, not going to go over I'm, well.
1: I'm taking December off. That's the bad news. But the good news is you don't have to pay me. So, (laughs) win-win. Yeah. They may not look at it the same way. Probably not.
0: Number five is don't forget about the backdoor Roth conversion. Such a super
1: secret sounding thing.
0: We should probably begin this by discussing why conversion has become a much more talked about subject
1: since 2008. Many of these things didn't even exist prior to.
0: Correct. Prior to them. And and some people may look at this and think, well, if, if Roth IRAs are so great, why don't people just have them to begin with? And, and to the point that Brantley just made, for a, a long time, people didn't have access to them. Um, there are income limitations on the ability, or rather income restrictions, on the ability to make a Roth contribution. And there used to be an income restriction on the ability to convert money to a Roth IRA. Yes. That went away in the mm-hmm. late 2000s.
1: Both of those were reasonably low. There were a lot of people that got caught in that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. There, I, I knew a lot of people who could contribute to the Roth IRA when they were pretty young. In other words, when they were starting their careers and they weren't making very much money. But yep. pretty quickly got to, you know, five, six years down the road, got to a point where i like, well, I make too much money for that. So I can't do yep. that anymore.
0: Those restrictions are much higher today, yeah. but um, for people who didn't have the option to make Roth contributions, there were, or for people today who do not have the ability to make Roth contributions, right. there is the option to convert to Roth, and there is no income restriction on a conversion. right? And the purest sort of boiled down scenario of what the, the backdoor Roth is, mm-hmm. um, simply put, you make a non-deductible IRA contribution. So you do have this option. You can you can open up a traditional IRA, so to speak, and and just not take a deduction on the contribution. Right. So you now have a basis in the the IRA. Mm-hmm. And because there is no limit for income on conversions, you can then convert that non deducted IRA to a Roth. Right. Which minimizes the, the the tax liability that you would have since you have a basis in the IRA. Right. Um, technically speaking, you could also theoretically just contribute to a traditional IRA and then convert it, but that'd be a weird shuffling income liabilities back and forth. Exactly. So that option does allow people whose income exceeds the the limits for Roth contributions mm-hmm. to make regular Roth IRA savings through the back door, because we've got to make the it sound, door, so to speak. You know, through the back door, special. Yes. yes. It's.
1: Probably one of the more more popular strategies that talked about nowadays because it gives people the opportunity to convert large sums of money into to non taxable money after after they paid the tax of
0: course. Yeah, I do believe it's it's important not to overlook the tax liability that could be due on a conversion because that's the piece that that really becomes a sticking point for people. Right, mm-hmm. and there are certainly strategic ways to to deal with it. Yep as we mentioned in our, our tips before with regard to timing and or deductions and kind of skipped over mentioning this, but something else to consider, especially for people who are getting close to retirement, is this this kind of falls into the, the tip number four of converting near the end of the year. Mm. You may find it strategically beneficial to break the conversion up over December and January to say, hey, I'm going to make this conversion, but I'm only going to make part of it right now at the end of the year and the rest of it or another piece of it at the beginning of the year because that's going to spread the overall tax liability. Across two uh, tax
1: years. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And and keeping income in mind, maybe you're $25,000 away from the next tax bracket. So let's make sure that our conversion is no more than that because we don't want to up the ante on the actual tax percentage that we're going to fall into.
1: We want to walk it right up to the edge.
0: All that being said, Roth IRAs are definitely useful tools as a retirement income planning uh, strategy. The lack of taxability on the distribution creates a lot of flexibility and breathing room. And we've personally seen a lot of people get to retirement with a lot of traditional IRA money. Yes. Um, Lots of times it comes from just making 401k contributions and rolling it into an IRA. Yep. And what a lot of those people struggle with is the fact that they feel like they have all this money, but they're under constant stress when it comes to distributing that money because of the tax liability that
1: follows with it. There's a big question mark hanging over the balance. They don't really
0: know what it is. And the majority of the time you're taking people who have never spent much time thinking about income and tax liability it's right. always been taken care of automatically for them. Yeah. They they filled out forms with HR. There's an automatic deduction. It's the money they take out of me, as some people like to say. Yep. And they 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 got to the end of the tax year, they had their tax guy do their taxes and tell them, "Well, this is how much you owe or how much you're getting back." Yep. But once they're retired, they now have to go about distributing that money with a keen eye on the yeah. liability that's going to create and there's a there's a terrible disconnect that exists by virtue of the system here where income that you decide you're going to distribute mm-hmm. and most people don't even think about it that way withdrawals I'm going to take from my my money right. in february don't have a liability that comes due until april of next year right so a lot of people forget <laughs> about how much they took out, when they took it out, why right. they took it out, right. when there's a year in between doing it and having to pay the consequences for doing it.
1: Yep. I think the way that I look at it is there's uh there are a certain amount of machinations that you're gonna have to go through with retirement money, taxes, retirement income, coordination of social security. There are a lot of pieces and parts there. And Doing Roth conversions to me, if if possible, if you have the liquidity to be able to pay the taxes outside of the money that you're converting, doing Roth conversions to me brings that complication forward instead of pushing it off until you're older and retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it makes sense to do as much as you can within your working years um, or your younger years to decomplicate your life for later. and or uncomplicate your life for later. And by getting money out of the the traditional IRA, the rollover IRA, whatever it is, getting it out of the world where it's going to be taxed every time you take money out of the account when you're older and you, and you need it to live on, it's going to simplify your life so much. So that's why I'm, I mean, obviously mathematically it has to make sense, but that's why I'm a fan of converting any money that you can from a taxable world to a non-taxable world do it efficiently, be measured, strategic about how you do it. But I think doing it at a younger age is just a better, it's just a better idea.
0: I've always liked to think that while you're working, you have a certain amount of financial strength and resiliency that you will lose when you retire. I don't have a ton of evidence to support that claim, but it feels right. So I have always advocated for basically the same thing, Because in my eyes, that that resiliency and or strength that you have prior to retirement will help deal with that liability upon conversion in a way that may be painful in the moment. But it's far less painful than what you will struggle with if you take a bunch of qualified money, as we like to qu- call it, into retirement and now have to juggle the liability of taking money out and dealing with the fact that it could be taxable or will be, it will be taxable later. Yeah, um, There are strategies that one could employ with qualified money that may not make those distributions taxable, for sure. But that's a much more complicated strategy to employ than just it's all tax-free. And applicable to far fewer people. All right. I think that's all we came with today. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.